Hello and welcome to Counsel from Above, your place to ask a counselor questions you wish he would answer from God's Word. I am your host, Nathan Honeycutt, licensed professional counselor, minister of the Church of Christ, excited about our time together. Hey, let's talk about bullying. Hey, if you have a question or you want to send me a a question or comment, please jump on our Facebook page. This has been the best place to gain information and to grow together. You can find it at Council from Above podcast on Facebook. Hey, jump in, like, share, jump in anytime we have questions. Love to be able to interact with you and chat with you. That's where we're getting all of our questions today. And so please take the moment, take the time, jump in, make sure other people are aware of what's going on. You can also send it to me at counselfromabove at gmail.com. That is counselfromabove at gmail.com. You can also send me a message and so happen to happy to get that through Facebook. You can also check us out on Instagram at counselfromabove. We'd love to be able to continue and conversation and be able to chat together and talk about different topics that you may have that are on your mind. Hey, let's jump into it today. Hey, this week is all about the topic of bullying. This has been a huge topic over the last number of years and continues to be a topic of a question as far as how to manage it. Um, we've struggled, I think, for a long time figuring out the best way to uh, work with bullies and to manage that in ourselves. And the questions we got today uh, from the Facebook page really takes it from both angles. And I am just so thankful uh, for the questions that were provided and the thoughts that are uh, in those particular ones. So here's the questions and let's jump right in. So question number one is, when should a parent or guardian step in? This question submitted by Karen White Honeycutt. Thank you, mom. Love you dearly. When should a parent or guardian step in? You know, this is a great, great question that really has a lot of, uh, of I don't knows, depends. There's no quality answer, I don't think, in it in any way, shape, or form. I remember when I was a kid, I got bullied uh, just just mercilessly at times, and and I remember um, my parents' response to it, and the shelter that I found within my my own home, and the opportunity to be able to talk openly and directly, and to uh, gain that support that I was needing uh, at home. And so one of the things that parents, when it comes to parents stepping in, it's like, well, when do they go to the principal? When do they go to the teacher? Or when do they just go to this kid's house? You know, <laughs> what what exactly is the best response and what is the best connection with that? And the answer, I think, in all of that is really it can be all of the above because it just completely and solely depends on the actions of the other person. If, if we've got a person who is acting in a dangerous manner, then you may have to go through the police. You may have to go through uh, law enforcement to, to get assistance if they've made statements or threats or things that are uh, putting people in danger. You may have to go to and step in with the school system uh, if it's happening at school. Uh, I know most of our schools now have a very clear uh, bullying policy and a set of guidelines that they adhere to. 
in order to be able to keep all the students as safe as possible. And thus, they are um, putting things there to better manage that within the school. Now, most of the time, especially with the different forms that bully is take, bullying is taking now, uh, between cyberbullying and, and on the list goes, um, schools are really handicapped in that if it doesn't happen on school premises or on school computers, then they're limited in what they have the capacity to do. Um, but as far as when it comes to, to parents, my parents, the way that they handled things was that they made sure that I had a safe person to talk to, safe people in my life, and were able to build the skills that I needed through resiliency, through self-appreciation, uh, through uh, my own ability to, to trust in the system and trust in those around me that love me, to be able to see the bullying for what it was. And that was insecure people trying to provide a higher amount of control of uh, a higher control amount of uh, pressure to get their way to make themselves feel better or to make themselves uh, be able to um, like even the things that they were doing in their own world. Uh, you also have many bullies are bullying because they were bullied, because their family of origin or the people within their life are the ones that are putting the pressure on them and putting those things upon them. So really, when it comes to talking about when do we step in or how do we step in, that that really becomes uh, important. And, and I'll tell you that I learned more about how to overcome bullying from the Bible and and the best place, believe it or not, to find an answer is found in the book of Nehemiah. In Nehemiah, you have a person trying to get back to Israel and get Israel built back to its original form before it was they were taken into captivity. And you have individuals that bully Nehemiah and the children of Israel. And you have them doing it in the, in the form of control, mocking, false accusations, threatening of violence, even attempting of violence. And so you, you have really all the components that you need to see what bullies even do even today. And so if you go through the book of Nehemiah, you start to realize what was Nehemiah's response to these events? What did Nehemiah do? So the first thing Nehemiah do, did is chapter 2 and verse 7 is he sought the authority of the king. He sought the authority of the one that was in the leadership to be able to find a umbrella of safety. And that may come in our world in the form of uh, law enforcement. That may come in the form of principals, teachers, counselors. Um, that may come in the form of uh, friends uh, that may come in the form of our parents, but having the author, having the approval that you're okay, that you are uh, safe with us, and that we want you to continue to grow and to get better. Second thing is to not use the authority that you might have to control in return. Sometimes, and this is located in chapter two, verses eleven through sixteen, Nehemiah had the king's approval. Therefore, if he wanted to, 
he could absolutely put pressure upon these individuals and become the bully himself. And so that isn't an acceptable response. Thus, you would utilize the authority, utilize the protection that you have to be safe, not to impose your will upon someone else. Then in chapter 2, verses 17 through 18, you have him really focused upon the true controller of the world, and that is the hand of God. He focused upon and remembered the management of God, the management that God has in our world. We think about that if we live according to his purpose, Romans 8.28 says that all things work together for good. If our focus, if our life, if our decisions, if our push in our world is centered upon doing what God wants me to do, then I have a guarantee this is going to work out for the best, for good. So you had Nehemiah approaching this much the same way in that he remembered the hand of God. He remembered God's promise and God's direction for his world. Chapter 2 and verse 20, he you find Nehemiah replying to these attacks, replying to the threats with God's word and with God's actions. If I'm being threatened, it doesn't give me the right to threaten in return. It doesn't give me the right to lash out or preemptively strike and things of that nature. Instead, you have Nehemiah going to God's message and speaking the way God would want him to speak. Chapter 3 then has you have Nehemiah surrounding himself by good people. He had good people around him that were protecting themselves, protecting him that he could trust, that he could feel confident with. In much the same way today, we surround ourselves by good quality friends, by people that um, are willing to be there to uh, stand with us, to stand against if need be, to show that we are valuable and to remind us of our value and our worth Thus, we have people that are good, that provide us that good message, because as the bullies provide their lies or their information, we want to have a counter to that with the good people that are around us. Chapter 4, verses 4 through 5, then provide us probably one of our greatest allies, and that is prayer. Spending the time in, in prayer with God, asking for the knowledge that we might need, presenting to him our trouble, our cares, our worries. Philippians chapter 4, 6 through 7 tells us that when we are anxious, we should lay through supplication, through thanksgiving, lay it upon God, give it to God and allow his peace that passes understanding guard our hearts and minds. You also then have in chapter 4 and verse 23, you have them preparing to defend themselves. There are times in which we might need to figure out how to take care of ourselves physically. Uh, some bullies do take it to that point. Therefore, we have to learn how to defend, to protect, to make sure that we are the safest that we can be. I remember when I was in college, I started studying and training martial arts, and there were a number of people that I would train and study with that taught me how to do different things that if I got into this place, this is how I manage it. Now that I'm in uh, a residential facility, I'm an instructor to teach people how to defend themselves, how to protect themselves, uh, how to manage if someone tries to hurt us. And so you have uh, the, the ability to defend, the mind to defend, so study and learn and grow 
don't be afraid to talk to somebody about it. Don't be afraid to gain self-defense. Don't be afraid to learn how to uh, keep yourself safe in these situations. And then chapter 6 and verse 3 says, avoid the trap. See beyond the moment. See beyond the situation. As he overcame this particular situation, he was mindful of their intent, mindful of what they were truly wanting and presenting. And so he made sure and kept the people around him that kept him very safe. So as a parent, one of the things that I would strongly encourage is making sure your child has the knowledge, has the safe place, has the ability to go to a safe location to be able to maintain their safety and their security. Recently, we actually had a situation in our home in which a uh, post was made online um, that involved my my son's picture, and it indicated that there was going to be a uh, beatdown, and my son was the face of this beatdown. And when this happened, there was a tremendous amount of fear among uh, many different people, and it really kind of took off like wildfire. And, and I remember having conversations with my son, with the school, and making sure we had a safety plan put in place. And then I taught my son what to do. If someone tries to hurt you, this is how you manage that. You try to create the distance. You try to separate. You try to find a way to maneuver into a different direction, get someone else involved. Uh, but I said, in, in the end, if they're trying to hurt you, then you've got to protect and take care of you. And so these are all things that... Uh, supported him, encouraged him, and allowed him to be able to feel confident and safe. Luckily in the situation, it was um, boys that didn't mean him harm. They were just making a prank and doing something stupid, and it was went over without an issue. Um, some others aren't that uh, lucky. And so I think that as we think about our own situations, we look about what are all the tools what are the things at our disposal, and what is the best way to be able to utilize them? So the second question comes from Michael Avicola. Uh, Michael says, how do you heal from trauma from childhood bullying? Michael, that is an outstanding question because it is absolutely a fact that trauma comes in many situations when bullying has been present and healing from it as an adult or healing of that through your life can come in the form of many different ways. We have learned, as far as mental health is concerned, that many events have a trauma or non-trauma uh, impact based upon resiliency and the safety factors that are already surrounding that person or that child. The more safety mechanisms that are surrounding them, safe places for them to talk to, safe places for them to go, individuals that they can have that conversation with, that they can kind of process and connect the emotions to the events, the more that they have that, the less traumatizing it is in those moments. And so certainly in those situations, we want to increase their ability to safely communicate and talk about the things. But as an adult, I am having those concerns and issues. One of the things we want to start looking at is who are the people that we need to start having conversations with. Uh, oftentimes when it comes to bullying, we start looking inwardly instead of outwardly. 
what did I do wrong? What was wrong with me? What were the things that were my issue? What was what could I have done differently for my own self and things of that nature? When oftentimes it really isn't about us at all. It's about the other individual and the struggles of life, the things that they've went through and the struggle they've had in order to manage those things. So it doesn't necessarily guarantee or automatically mean that uh, we aren't managing or looking within ourselves. And so we have to make sure that we have the right people talking to us. We have the right people that we're talking with counselors, uh, ministers, parents, friends, to be able to still see our value. One of the things that bullies really plague upon is our low self-esteem. We feel like we have to connect with this person, and thus we may give in to things, we may do things, we may allow things because we want their connection, we want them to be connected to us. When in reality, we need to see our own value through our own eyes and utilize the safe people in our world to continue to tell us how valuable we are because we are very valuable. We are very important, all of us, every single one of us, and we have to see that value and we have to see that connection. When we get older, we have that understanding that what do I learn so that I can then assist the next generation or the next person or the next individual. Uh, There's a YouTube video. You may check it out. It's a YouTube video that is talking about a uh, how a, a junior is bullied. And so they're in like a Burger King. And there's a boy who is standing there and he is getting bullied by um, these boys and they watch what the crowd does and how does the crowd in change or what does the people around them do? And it's like 80 or 90% don't do anything. There's only like 10% intervene and get involved. But the other thing they did is they took their hamburger and they would smash their hamburger of those people. Same people that are listening to this boy be bullied have got their their hamburger was bullied and like 95% complain and go back to the front and say this this is my hamburger's destroyed what are you doing to my hamburger and the guy behind the counter says well did you order a bullied or a non-bullied hamburger they go what do you mean a bullied or non-bullied I want my hamburger I don't want it injured I don't want it punched I don't want this happening to my burger leave my burger alone So there was this huge amount of complaint and issues when the burger was damaged, but when this child is damaged, there wasn't the intervening, there wasn't the stepping in. And so if I've been bullied, if I've gone through that, then I want to start looking to see how do I help the next generation, whether it's my kids, whether it's the kid next door, whether it's a kid in the the McDonald's or in Burger King. How do I step in? How do I get involved? so that I can be an assistance to this young man or young lady and show the importance of their own value, their own worth. So as far as the answer, Michael, I think the biggest thing is is make sure we've got the right people to talk about. Make sure that we keep um, the right address, that is, blame the right person for doing the wrong thing. 
and make sure that as we learn from the events that we helped instill those into other people who too are trying to manage those similar situations and give them the confidence, the person, the voice that maybe we wish we would have had during our time of being bullied. All right, so third final question comes from Kate Penn. How can we help the person bullying? Obviously, they have an unmet need, and how can we help our kids help them? So, in all honesty, when I posted this, this never came to mind as thinking, well, maybe someone will ask this. Katie, you if you've got a, a great question because this question is also about prevention. If we find, see, identify someone who is acting in this way, an intervention, a connection with them is one of the best things that we can do to help prevent it for the next person. So we begin by saying, what do we do about them? Well, we have to think also what leads someone to being a bully. Oftentimes, being a bully, as mentioned earlier, is directly related to their own physical uh, abuse, to what they've witnessed, what they've seen, what they have encountered in their particular world, a desire for control, a desire for power, a desire for being even, a desire to push on somebody else so that they look better. So how do you manage that? What do you do? What's the counter to that in their world? And oftentimes it's very much the same thing is that we're trying to build self-esteem, to build self-worth and value without having to push on someone else to get it. We want them to be able to learn and understand how it is a better world if we're working with each other versus stepping on somebody else for our own worth and our own value. Katie had mentioned that obviously that there's some need being met. You know, all behavior makes sense given the context. All behavior has purpose. We don't do anything by accident. We do everything because it serves a purpose. So we ask, what purpose does this serve the bully? And when we look at that, we can begin to help them find a way to obtain that particular need, to fulfill that need in a different way. I have a number and work with a number of young ladies and young men that are bullies. They look to prey upon other people. And I remember spending a lot of time talking with them and having a conversation with them and there was one in particular I was talking with, and in the conversation it came out that this person felt as though she was unsafe if she didn't puff herself up and step on other people, that she would become a target, that she would become hurt if she wasn't finding other people to push on and to aggress against. And so when the conversation became about how do I be safe, we started talking about how kindness and gentleness and respect brings about more safety than aggressing upon other people. 
And it was interesting that as I've had that conversation with individual after individual, the light bulb goes off. They begin to live a safer life. They begin to live a life of more honor and respect. And when they do, they find themselves safer. And they find themselves less injured and less threatened themselves. So I think that's how we can begin to help those that are bullies is help them find what need it is, as you mentioned, Katie, but also be able to continue a discussion on how do you stay safe without acting like this? Is there a way to remain safe and secure without having to step on other people to somehow get that feeling or to get that thought. I really appreciate these questions because I really believe bullying continues to be an issue and a difficulty that we have to face in our world. I encourage us all to stand with confidence, to stand against violence and the acts of aggression on someone who is an innocent victim. And when you see somebody who is being aggressive or you're seeing someone being a victim, Stand up, be the person that stands beside them. As Proverbs tells us very clearly, that as we put sticks together, they gain a greater amount of strength and security. Let us link together as Christians, as human beings, as servants of the Most High, that we link ourselves together, that we gather our connections together, that we be a people that's more willing to stick together and show value one to another instead of allowing us to be that prey or allow us to be alone in our world. And thus, I encourage us all to be a people that find safety through respect, through kindness, through gentleness, And when it comes time to be protected and to be defense, come together, unite together, serve together, and be the people together that is keeping us safer and keeping us more secure. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for considering this particular topic. If you have a topic, please send it to me. I want to have it. I want to be able to answer it and talk about it. So please get it to me both through our Facebook page or Instagram or through our email. Please send it to me. Love to have it. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your consideration as we live our lives serving, working, and living each day to Listen to God's counsel from above.